Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're joined by Sadna Bide, Strategic Workforce Planning Lead at Fathom by Pearson. Sadna is an experienced HR specialist who has worked in various HR roles over a career spanning more than 20 years, including extensive HR experience at companies such as Barclays, Rexel Group, and broadcast media company ITN. Sadna's experience in HR strategic delivery, partnering business areas to meet their people plans, and believes connecting strategic workforce planning to business goals enables organizations to chart a clear path for shared employee-employer experiences. To achieve this goal, Sadna is going to help us look at the six B's of strategic workforce planning and help us learn how to make a more effective plan in 2023. So without further ado, let's welcome Sadna to the HR Works Podcast. Sadna, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. All right. Well, it's great to have you on. Now let's get you introduced to our audience first. Starting off, can you take us through your career path a bit and share what led you to pursuing a career in human resources? Yes, of course. So I actually studied genetics for my undergraduate degree. And whilst it's a very interesting subject, I wasn't sure that I wanted to pursue a career in it. And luckily, I had the option to take some business studies courses alongside this, and that led me to completing my master's in HR management. And from that, my career in HR really started. Um, I was interested in HR because, as I see it, the organization's workforce is key to its success. So from a minimum, you're giving people who work for you a framework, covering those basic needs of employment terms and pay, understanding their job, and going right up to having clear direction and opportunities about their career options, development, and all of that falls under the HR remit as well. Um, Career-wise, I've been really fortunate uh, in that I've worked in some very exciting industries, ranging from banking, uh, retail distribution, and where I first started out in broadcast news. I'm currently the Strategic Workforce Planning Subject Matter Expert at Fathom by Pearson, where my role is to work with clients and potential clients and talk to them about their SWP strategy. That's great. And thank you for sharing that, Sadna. It's really interesting just to hear so many different backgrounds and industries that you've worked in. It gives you a different and unique perspectives to strategic workforce planning for each industry. But having that central goal of just passion for people strategy and learning how to make organizations more effective with their workforce can really help drive forward organizations towards success. Absolutely. That's great. So let's dive in and talk about strategic workforce planning. So why should strategic workforce planning be at the front of priority lists for HR leaders and more importantly, their organizations as a whole? That's a great question, Josh. Um, If we look at the world of work around us and look at how much it's changing, it's really been in unprecedented ways recently. We've got dynamic complex forces at play here, such as AI, artificial intelligence, the COVID-19 pandemic, the, the, the race to move to remote working and now hybrid working and what that means for organizations and individuals and world events themselves are rapidly evolving and fundamentally reshaping how and where we work. Most business leaders appreciate the need to act, but few have access to the data and the insights needed to chart an effective path to the future of work. So by having a strategic workforce planning or SWP plan in place, this enables those organizations to plan for the longer term future. Whilst we cannot plan for everything, 
what we can do is build a foundation of readiness that means we can react and respond quickly to those unforeseen and unplanned for events. What SWP does is that it enables organisations to create the best quality work to enable that organisation to be successful. The value of workforce planning is gained from taking the longer term view to understand both what the work will be in the future and how it will be carried out. From this knowledge, we can assess the workforce we need and build those plans based on the workforce we have today. And it's those plans that will involve actions on the workforce to use this resource and provide employees with meaningful work. That's fantastic and a great way to get us kicked off and certainly makes sense why it should be at the front of priority lists for HR leaders and their organizations where, again, you're not only just addressing the current needs of an organization, but where the needs are going long term. So the decisions you're making today, how they will set you up for five years, 10 years down the line. As you mentioned, being set up to react and be prepared for unforeseen changes. I think we all went through such a massive and personal experience to that over 2020 and the last few years of seeing our workforces change. And we're now in a place where many organizations are learning how to do more with less as we're seeing layoffs across the board. What I really liked that you mentioned was the idea that a strategic workforce plan could be unique to an organization. One thing we talk about so much is how organizations are really unique in their nature of how they carry business. And we're especially seeing that even with distribution. Some are fully remote, some are in office, some are hybrid. But adapting a workforce plan that works for an organization really seems key to the ultimate culture and long-term vision of the organization on the whole. I completely agree with you there, Josh, because if we think about how much time we spend at work, what's important for people is to have meaningful work. For an organization, they will set out a commercial plan based on the short, medium and long term as well. And they'll be looking at what are the factors that will impact them to help them or perhaps hinder them achieve their successes that they want to achieve over that time frame. Employees, their workforce, are the most important resource they can have within the organisation to help them do that. And actually how we look at that workforce, how we build that workforce is key to success. Yeah, that's great. So what are some unique advantages of a clear, effective strategic workforce plan? I think first and foremost, um, SWP enables an organization to achieve its business strategy. So, for example, if an organization decides to implement certain technologies to improve production efficacy, then the first question will be who will run and maintain that technology. From that, we can build a plan around learning, upskilling and career paths that can be built out to support those employees on that journey. So really with SWP, we're identifying those opportunities that relate to the workforce and the challenges as well that come with any change within an organization. And then it's about building a plan to capitalize on the opportunities and mitigate the risks linked to those challenges. Yeah, you're building the steps to go from point A to point B strategically. Yeah, we build a sustainable approach. And by that, I mean a sustainable workforce. The plan enables us to run and make decisions on that workforce on an ongoing basis. We build career paths and retain talent. So retention of workers in those critical roles and giving those individuals an opportunity to develop and have a career plan of how they want to develop as well. Planning in advance is always good. We address those potential issues that may come up in advance and we can leave the business free to focus on delivering results. 
Naturally, with planning, we are likely to see cost savings and whether that's things like reducing recruitment and redundancy costs by looking at issues around redeployment, reskilling, relocation and so on. And actually, as an organisation, it's important to look at the mantra of saying we leave nobody behind. And by that, I mean, we build a future proof workforce by investing in the skills that colleagues need for the future. They are able to remain relevant and be part of that workforce of the future as well. It's great. And it really sets up an organization to be steps ahead of maybe the competition in terms of utilizing your workforce, preparing for the future of not just the workforce and the industry that you're in, but global operation where you can, again, be out in front of training your workforce, knowing the key skills that maybe you need to adapt to utilizing technology and seeing, hey, there are opportunities and this is the technology we need to embrace and adopt because it fits into our strategic workforce plan. And it all seems to line up very clearly to having a well-thought and effective plan for your organization to keep building and growing long-term. Absolutely. It's an old saying, but it's a good saying. Fail to plan, prepare to fail. And I think that's very true. I love that. Um, So what are some of those common roadblocks and challenges that may create failure when trying to build a successful workforce plan that really could get in the way of trying to build that clear plan for an organization? I think for many organizations, the the leaders know they need to do something. They know they need to act on building that workforce of the future and making them future-proof. But actually, where do they start? A lot of organizations do not have the data or the insights that are needed to, to build that plan, create a path, and understand what actions they need to take to achieve their goals. Being prepared is key. Being prepared for challenges and risks means that it's possible to quickly resolve and react mitigate or even avoid those risks and challenges as well. When we think about best practices that could be applied, I think we can group them into these areas. Start off by saying, value your people. People are your assets, invest in their futures, their skills development, and also their career mobility opportunities within your organisation. In return, this generates loyalty, purpose, engagement, and all of that drives a positive working environment, and greater productivity and outputs from your workforce as well. Then I would say consult and engage. And this is about collaboration with your business leaders, your senior stakeholders across different functions within your organisations. Typically, that involves IT, HR, finance, your C-suite, your uh, strategy leaders, and so on. And when you consult and engage with them, share those priorities. What are the priorities of your SWP plan? Stakeholders need to commit to making SWP a priority over their own business unit objectives because this is common across the organisation. Be open about the risks. Call them out. Acknowledge them. There will be risks with SWP. It's an ongoing process that will continue to iterate and evolve over time. And that means you need to look at regular evaluation and revisions. And that also means stakeholders need to be in it for the long haul. They've got to commit to the long-term participation. I would also say don't underestimate the time that's needed and be prepared to take the time as well. As I've just said, SWP is an ongoing process and it does require regular evaluation and revision. So to do that successfully, your stakeholders need to be in it for the long haul. They need to be prepared to give the time that's needed to make sure you get the success and the outcomes that you're looking for as well. Yeah. I mean, we're finding it's a worthwhile investment. So again, it really seems like that is all the more reason to be intentional, take the time and make sure you get it right. 
But it also seems that there needs to be an acceptance that things can change too over time. I completely agree with you. Does that play into, again, building that more successful SWP is understanding that things will adapt and shift based on the environment, based on climate, based on just changes within the organization? I completely agree with you. And yes, it does. Because um, show me a plan that is the same from when you started to when you finish the execution of it. And that will be one amazing plan. In most walks of life, in organizations around the world, things are constantly shifting and changing. We're in a very um, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world at the moment when it comes to the world of work and, and beyond as well. We're constantly dealing with changes, whether they're planned, unplanned, foreseen, unforeseen. And actually the level of flexibility that's required to carry out day-to-day activity, never mind longer term, is considerable. So, Sadna, where do we see organizations getting it wrong most often when building an SWP? I think there's one key thing um, that really can cause difficulties, I guess. I think, as I said earlier, leaders are aware that they need to do something to look at how they build that workforce of the future. They know they may not have the data points and the insights that they need, and there are ways to get that. But actually knowing that at the C-suite level, at the top of the organization is great. How do you make sure that information, that insight is disseminated throughout your organization? One of the key things to do is to build a group of stakeholders at all levels and different sections of your organization. Having that group of stakeholders that all are given that sponsorship and guidance from that senior level as well means that SWP comes to the top of the agenda. It's at the forefront of activity and often it's the driver for many of the actions that need to happen as well. If it's done in silo, if it's done without the support and the leverage of that senior voice of that of that relevant group of stakeholders and ambassadors, it's done as a one-off isolated project and then it's left. And then that's where problems come, come to the front because the plan hasn't been built and it's not being actioned as well. I love that. It's a great way to show that it is a priority and that it matters to the organization all the way up to the top level. When, again, you've got that workforce that is dedicated to building SWP and really creating a good strategic plan. And again, leaning on communication, as you mentioned earlier, as a key there can really make sure this is an effective process all the way through. Yeah, those are some great tips. And again, some great things to think about for our audience in ways to maybe avoid disaster and get it right. Sticking with that idea, though, of, of getting it right and building a successful SWP, where can HR teams start? How do you successfully execute an SWP? And maybe that's a great way to lead into the six Bs that can really help inform an SWP for the workforce. Certainly, Josh. Here at Fathom by Pearson, we've identified a six-step approach to inform SWP. So step one is mobilize. And by that, I mean preparing your workforce data to align with the occupation ontology and build out an SWP team. So I'll break that down quickly. Number one, your workforce data understand what you have in terms of the supply of your workforce. Who have you got, what jobs, how many, where, level of seniority, and so on, okay? Then from that, an occupation ontology is a framework that describes the jobs you have within your organization. The next thing you need to do is to build a team, as we've just said, to work on that SWP project. Then you are mobilizing data, insights, and people to work on that SWP approach. Step two is we call it the environmental scan. And what we mean by this is translate your business strategy into the people impact. Okay, So that could be things like an organization says, 
I'm going to expand from being a, a US only based operation to expand out into Europe or Asia or wherever. What does that mean when I build out my locations? What does that mean in terms of my people? Do I need more, less? Do I move them around and so on? Then you move on to your supply and demand. So we understand the current supply of our workforce and we look at any trends that might be occurring around attrition, perhaps retirement levels, uh, hiring rates. We look at some of the DEI stats as well and identify any hotspots that need to be covered. And from that, we can quantify the demand we need for our future workforce. Once we understand that, we move on to step four, which is gap analysis. So by this, I mean very simply, we do a gap analysis between the supply of the workforce and the demand of the future workforce. From that, we can understand where are their risk areas. So for example, I don't have a workforce in a certain location, or they don't have specific skills I need, or there's a high level of turnover or so on. And from that, we can build out scenarios to identify where we need to take actions to build up or move or upskill that workforce. Step five then moves on to the actual strategic development. So what is the strategy that I'm going to put in place in my organization to manage those gaps, mitigate the risks, and make sure I can achieve my plans of the future? Part of that then involves spending time on a communications approach with the key stakeholders, sponsors, and then we will align it to actions. Step six is obviously the main one, which is implement those actions. So how do we execute the strategy? And that includes project planning, change management, and implementing the actions that we've agreed. So those are the six, six steps that we could recommend to inform the SWP. That sixth step around implement can be translated into what is a well-known phrase of the six Bs of SWP. Okay. I'll run through the six Bs in brief. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the six Bs are bot. Is there likely to be a further impact of tech on these roles that I need in the future? Build. Which roles are showing a surplus or a deficit in that gap analysis step? How many of those people could be redeployed or will they need reskilling or can they be redeployed as is? Borrow. Are there parts of the business that could be leveraged to provide short-term coverage for skills gaps? And by that, I mean moving people around the organization as the flow of work moves. Buy. This is very simply where I recruit new permanent hires into the workforce and they will come from outside the organization. How do I do that? Do I use talent pools to do that? Do I use referrals? There are many options. Bounce, often a harsh phrase, but by here I mean we look at where employees are not performing, um, where roles are being made redundant that cannot be redeployed, and the action is that we take action to exit the employee, hence the phrase bounce. Bind is the last one, where we look at employees who are in roles that we deem as critical. Um, or they may be top talent as well. So what do we do to incentivize them, motivate them to stay loyal to the organization and be part of building that workforce of the future? Those are the six points. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing those, Sadna. What I really liked and what stuck out to me was in those first six steps that you're providing of building and executing a successful SWP. 
they seem to go in order where if something were to change, as we talked about, being adaptable, you could go into that step in the process to make your change assess and then continue down those steps going forward. It really seems to build a model that can be adaptable for business needs as they change, as they shift over time. I completely agree with you. And and actually, that's really what SWP is all about. It's not a one and done. It's an iterative, ongoing, continuous process where you would almost go back and revisit those six steps on a regular basis. Yeah, and I love that you started with data, something that I wanted to take a closer look at, as that's a great way to measure effectiveness. So what are some best practices to measuring the effectiveness of your SWP and ensuring that the process continues to set the organization up for success long term? Definitely. Every organization is going to be different. Every organization is going to have specific drivers and measures that are important to them. And as part of those six steps in, to, to build out that SWP plan, um, the last step, which we call implement, is about building the, those actions and looking at that action plan. So step one for looking at best practice to look at the effectiveness of your SWP would be monitor progress of your actions are those actions being implemented? How are they landing? Are they achieving what we want to achieve? We need to review them regularly, do regular reporting on them, and if we need to refresh them as well. Underpinning that, many business operations have metrics of success, and we have a number of example KPIs that can be used to monitor and measure performance. Some of those examples could be around things like evaluation of roles. So how many roles have been evaluated as part of the SWP program as a percentage of total roles in organization. So that shows the progress of SWP within the organization. And by that, I'm saying we understand the supply of roles we have today. We know the demand of roles we need in the future. How many of those roles will be part of that future workforce? Okay. Some other KPIs could be things like business engagement What's the level of engagement in business areas? We measure that by saying how many areas where the roles have been evaluated as a percentage of all the business areas of the organization. So how many parts of your business are going to be part of the future organization as well? And what does that mean for the roles that will be migrating to the future? The six Bs we've just run through, um, an analysis to look at the number of roles that are impacted by one or more of those six Bs. And that's looking at the the hard actions that come out of SWP planning. Then I will also say you look at when you do your surplus and deficit workforce analysis. So what's the total cost um, from a remuneration perspective for employees in those roles to either look at a surplus or deficit outcome of that supply and demand analysis? You're either going to have potential savings or you're going to have costs, most likely in the form of redundancy or recruitment as well. Redeployment levels are really important KPI in my opinion as well. How many employees are redeployed to new roles as a result of an SWP intervention? That really shows the effectiveness of SWP. Redeployment can be either be a like-to-like move or it can be supported through a learning intervention where individuals are given support to learn new skills, new uh, technical knowledge or whatever is needed. Workforce stability. I think as we see in current times, um, organisations are going through a lot of change at the moment. It can be volatile, it's unstable, it's uncertain, it's challenging. What is your level of attrition across all your different business areas that are that are taking part in this SWP exercise? Okay. Where attrition is low, 
you tend to see higher engagement and loyalty and a positive reaction to your to your organization and there are many more that i could go through but this hopefully will give um will give everyone a flavor of the kind of things to look at that is a great starter to measure the effectiveness of your swp so thanks for that sadna i really liked again looking at the attrition of a workforce as a really good tell to are you headed in the right direction did you make the right moves did you execute it properly if employees are happy if they're fulfilled in their positions and their roles, especially new ones as they're designed going forward, that's a good sign that you're probably on the right path. And listening to your workforce at that simple level is probably a great way just to, again, measure the effectiveness. And I liked the idea of redistribution as well. That seems to be, if you can successfully pull that off, that's a good measurement as opposed to, again, going to the bounce approach of the six Bs, where, again, if, if you're seeing a lot of bounce happening that may be a sign that things are not as effective as they could be. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all great. Well, look, Sadnabide, Strategic Workforce Planning Lead at Fathom by Pearson, you gave us some great tips, some great advice around SWP, Strategic Workforce Planning, and how to effectively implement that into your strategy going forward. So for our audience of HR listeners and HR professionals, they're going to have some great takeaways there. So while we're, again, talking to the HR community, I'd love to ask some questions as well about where you see HR teams being the most effective for organizations beyond workforce planning. Where can HR teams provide the most impact for their organizations in 2023? That's a great question, Josh. In my opinion, I think learning is the place that is really going to take off this year and beyond. Um, Learning really lives inside of SWP, though, not outside of it. And what I mean by that is if you understand your workforce and you can activate your workforce data, you can provide better learning opportunities. And by that, I mean looking at what you need to give your employees in terms of reskilling or upskilling, personal development, career knowledge. And from that, they can make choices about where they want to take their career within the organization. And often the skills they learn are transferable and portable to whatever they choose to do next. But by closing those skills gaps, we're improving the workforce readiness for that workforce of the future. And that is why it falls under the SWP banner. That's great. And and yeah, again, that upskilling and talent mobility, that's the name of the game right now. Uh, So with that in mind, Sadna, what's something you've learned about yourself over the past, let's call it two to three years, post-2020, as it's been a very... uh, informative and great learning opportunity for so many of us. What's something you've learned about yourself, though, over this time that's made you a better leader? I think the biggest thing I've learned is um, my readiness and adaptability to change. And being open to new situations has given me some great experiences. And actually, this podcast is one of those as well. So thank you. It's been a great experience for me. Well, the feeling's mutual. It's been a great opportunity chatting with you and learning so much in this short time. Now, talking about learning, and again, I I love the idea of being able to pay it forward to our audience. So do you have any professional advice that you've leaned on throughout your career that has helped you out? And that could also help out our community of human resource professionals. Yes, I think actually be bold. Ask to be part of that meeting, be part of that project group, be part of that conversation. You will certainly have valuable knowledge to share and also valuable knowledge to learn, which you can then pay it forward as well to the next person that comes along. But ultimately, be bold. You really have nothing to lose. That's great. That sticks with the theme of the six Bs. We're going to add a seventh B in there, and that's, again, be be bold. Um, That's (laughs) a key one to go with. So that's great advice to pass along. So again, Sadnabide, 
Strategic Workforce Planning Lead at Fathom by Pearson. Sadan, do you have anything you'd like to share with our audience? Anything you're excited about? And definitely tell our listeners where they can learn more about what you're working on at Fathom. I think the world of strategic workforce planning is pretty much going to explode, if not already. It's been around for a long time, but now all eyes are on it as organizations understand that by building their workforce for the future, they build the organization to be successful in the future as well. Um, Connect with me on LinkedIn, join the SWP LinkedIn group as well. And from there, you'll see lots of updates about the new range of offerings and products that are coming out from Fathom by Pearson. I love it. Well, again, Sadden Abide, Strategic Workforce Planning Lead at Fathom by Pearson. Thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast. It was great connecting with you today. Really appreciated you sharing such great informative information. Thanks again. And I hope to stay in touch and we can do this again next time. Thank you so much, Josh. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for listening to the HR Works podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.